All right. So this one's a little different. We got somebody younger and um, both younger in age and younger in the scene, mm -hmm. um, but definitely making a big splash already. Yeah. Um, <laughs> doing some bigger stuff that even I don't like to do. Mm -hmm. That's right. um, so I'm excited for this one. Um, what are we on? Season two, episode <clears throat> four, maybe episode five, I think. Four or five. I don't know, we'll, we'll wing it, I guess. Yep. Um, but uh, it's Polisher's Corner. And uh, why don't you introduce yourself, where you're from? Yeah. I'm Blake Wood. I own uh, Woody's Metal Polishing and Detailing just outside of uh, Tawny Town, Arkansas. And uh, I kind of do a mix of everything dump trucks, just regular work, work trucks. And sometimes I'll do airstreams, which Evan hates. <laughs> <laughs> You are not wrong yeah. on that. Yeah. Um, Airstreams are something I am over. I, I've had my fair share. Mm -hmm. I've officially done 30 of them in my over all the years that I've been polishing. Yeah. And I don't care to ever do another one. Mm -hmm. I know I've said this in just about every podcast now, but <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm over them. You're Watching you do them wears me out. Mm -hmm. You're finally that person that doesn't. <laughs> like you're an idiot <laughs> so with the saying that you've been uh polishing your streams how long have you been doing this been doing it for almost two years in january coming up so not uh, quite two years no only like a year and year. three quarter yeah yeah wow mm -hmm. and uh something big to just jump into and that's one thing i've been waiting to talk to people about for a long time mm -hmm. is a lot of young inexperienced polishers not even young polishers but inexperienced polishers want to jump into big jobs right away yeah they want to do an airstream they want to do a tanker trailer they want to do a dump trailer they want to do just yeah a lot of big stuff mm -hmm. and i try to get people to shy away from it i have been asked to do a set of uh, i think the guy had an aluminum uh, flatbed trailer and he's like, yeah, man, I want you to polish the rails and polish the sides of the bed and the back. And I was like, man, I'm like six months in. I was like, that's not a job for me. You can, uh, I gave him actually your number. I was like, go see Evan. He'll <laughs> definitely get you in. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. But I, I tell a lot of people to shy away from that stuff because mm -hmm. I've watched a lot of young businesses kill themselves off mm -hmm. by saying, yeah, I can do it and not having enough knowledge or know-how to get it done and when things go wrong they can't fix it mm -hmm. and now not only have you lost the customer yeah. because you told them you could mm -hmm. and you can't yeah. or you could and you haven't yeah. and that wasn't the case with you mm -hmm. like no, i don't want to say you got, <laughs> i don't want to say you got lucky yeah. with the airstreams but you found a really good pattern yes and it, it took me a while the first one i ever did i had so many lines and i wouldn't I had to go back and rewatch your videos a lot on just doing tanks and keeping your lines really tight because I wasn't keeping my lines tight at all when I was doing the airstreams and like when you, when you look at just a certain angle you can just see every single line in your mm -hmm. cut and then it'll really show in your color. And then here recently I've got a, a 31 foot one I'm doing right now and I was re using really short buffs and I was doing it took me forever to get a good overlap. And I was like, you know what, just try a brand new buff. I didn't want to use a brand new one, but I was like, whatever. And like, it was so much quicker and had such a tighter pattern. It mm -hmm. helped a lot. 
And that's the thing is a lot of people want to run their buff all the way till it's dead. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times on big stuff like Airstreams, yeah. once your pad gets halfway, mm -hmm. chuck it and save it for another day, grab another brand new one and start fresh again. Because yeah. once, that, once that diameter gets smaller, mm -hmm. your pattern has to get tighter along with it and your speed increases. So now you're going to end up in a difference in surface feet between a nine inch buff and by the time it gets down to an eight inch buffer, if you start at a 10 and mm -hmm. when it gets down to a nine, that difference in surface feet will change the overlap and eventually your body gets used to that same overlap yeah. to the point of now that the buff is smaller and you're not following a tighter overlap compared to when it was bigger, mm -hmm. people don't compensate for that yeah. muscle memory, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, you work right. on something that big for that long, mm -hmm. you overlap, you get used to your overlap, let's just say half inch. Yeah. And then by the time it gets down to a nine inch, it's down to a quarter inch. Mm -hmm. By the time it gets down to an eight, eight inch, you're down to an eighth of an inch. Yeah. It's like that's super tight overlap and people don't compensate, especially when you've been doing half inch overlap for yeah. six hours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I wish I wish somebody would come out with like a plexiglass that you can tint because once you do a roof of an airstream, always start top to uh, top to bottom. I noticed just, that. Yeah. Just so my cord doesn't slap. Yeah, and, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Especially my final polish. I had a, one of my buddies that he works with me. He uh, he was using, he was doing the final polish with Cyclo and uh, bam, that cord just hits the side that he's already done. Just leave a streak in there and I had to go back and recut it or recolor re it and it went away and I was like, I, I understand why now the guy that I polished the Airstreams for says start top to bottom. Yeah. You don't get that. Yeah. So, yeah. But tinted lenses, I bet you could, um, <laughs> I know this is on stupid, but those taillight tint. Yeah. You could probably spray one real light just mm -hmm. to get some coating on it. Yeah. And I'm well, sure there's a tinted respirator lens somewhere. There might be. I've, I've asked a couple of the uh, guys around me the tint, and they're like, well, you can, but it's really not going to work that well. It's going to come off just because it doesn't stick well with the plexiglass, I guess. Yeah, but those shields, you could pull the plastic off the outside and, and tint I, the I, inside. Yeah, I, didn't think about, I didn't think about that, taking it all the way apart. I just thought, you know, it's already put together like that. Have you ever seen one that's completely pulled apart? Mm -hmm. I've never taken the lens water. cover is actually super smooth on the inside. They could mm -hmm. easily tint the inside and you could just slap it back together yeah. and the tint would kind of be crimped in there. Mm -hmm. I bet it would work just fine tinting the inside. Yeah. Or, or at least get like a brow. <laughs> but uh, just to help a little bit, because gosh, I mean, I wear a big sombrero now and I do some uh, everything <laughs> just because the sun just beats on you all day uh, on next. You can keep that Arkansas heat. Yeah, it's awful. I barely like the heat that we get up here and it's mm -hmm. not much. I mean, the first night when I got here, I was, I was already breathing better up here just because, like, it feel, I don't know, it's a lot cleaner up here, it feels like. It's a lot, hum a lot more humid up here, yeah. too. The yeah. humidity keeps a lot of the nasty stuff out of the air. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So did you have somebody to mentor under? Not really. Like, somebody teach you? There's only, there's one guy that polishes around me. I still haven't been to this day. But he started kind of slowing down, getting out of it, and he starts doing, uh, he does, like, body work now. And so mm -hmm. he kind of got tired of the polishing and... Uh, his body work took off and now he's always busy and everybody that I polish for right now is like yeah we used to use Frankie but he kind of does more body work now so hmm. so how did you like for me it just blows my mind that you're doing Airstreams a year and a half in and you didn't have somebody just teach you no because like, the guy that I do the Airstream store he does Nuvite and a rotary on a wool pad really I was like that just looks awful I mean just getting because I've seen some airstreams that come in from other people that have polished them, and you can see all the rotary marks. See, but, so, the, all right, this is my story. 
I don't think it looks horrible mm -hmm. to the right person. Because yeah. a lot of people, that's the only route they know, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It looks horrible to us yeah. because it's not the way we would do it. Right. It's great for finishing, mm -hmm. but it's not great for getting the result we want, yeah. right? So to us, it looks horrible. Mm -hmm. But to most people with an Airstream, it looks awesome because that's what they know. Yeah. And that's what I try to explain to people is different industries have different set standards, mm -hmm. right? So the swirls and stuff that they get from the new white with a wool pad, mm -hmm. a lot of those guys are just okay with that. Yeah. For us, we're like, oh my God, it's cringe. Yeah. Like, it seems like it, it seems like the industry for air polish and airstreams is more using new white and air rotor than it is using the buff. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's so thin, everybody's scared of wrecking mm -hmm. it. Yeah. It's not the case most of the time. Yeah. Um, but this isn't even your full-time gig. No, I'm a firefighter full-time, and uh, just wanted to start polishing for some reason. I mean, I don't know. Why? I don't know. Why? I missed the hard way. I, I did construction for four years, and we, I was a welder and a plumber. And, I mean, we'd work our butts off all day. And then I went to the fire department, and, yeah, I mean, you work hard when we get calls or get fires or anything like that. You're working hard. You're drilling, rushing. But then, you know, you get back to the station, you cool down, you kind of sit on the couch and watch some TV and do, or do some training or something like that. Hmm. And you relax inside and, you know, you're there for 24 hours. And it's like I kind of miss the hard work aspect of just busting my butt all day. I don't know why. So you get your fill of hard work by yeah. polishing. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> Full-time firefighter. Yeah. And does this for fun mm -hmm. just to get his fill of hard work. Yes. Well, there's no shortage of hard work in polishing. No, there's not. It's, it's, some days it can be tough for sure. Yeah. Well, that's that's pretty wild. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I personally know this story because we've gotten to know you a little better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, it still just blows my mind. I always ask everybody, like, why would you get into polishing? Like, I love it, so I, I can't change it now and mm -hmm. go back. But yeah, um, I always wonder, like, what what was the appeal to everybody? Like, that's the one question I need to start asking everybody. Mm -hmm. Like, what was the appeal for you that you were like, this is something I want to try and pursue? Yeah. I guess current tenant change it off a little bit when I, how I got started was so at the fire department we have two 6,000 gallon uh, milk, yeah. milk truck tankers uh -huh. and they're all stainless and I messaged you I was like hey you know if I use this polish or whatever you know is this going to help you know or what, and uh, you let me, gave me some tips and everything and so we had some really old polish that probably been sitting there like five years on the shelf and I can't remember I think it may even white diamond or it might even been the uh, Meguiar's wax yeah. and wax and I just went to town <laughs> and I, I probably did a section as big as this table and uh, it came out alright the hard water spots were still in it but I mean it came shi it came out shiny I was like yeah. okay it's not bad I always forget the fire department's polished literally everything yeah. on theirs on yeah. a regular basis yeah and uh, our, ta our, our tankers they uh, they all have aluminum wheels on them and so I was like eh polish the wheels on them. That's what you're better. trying to do in it. Yeah, I mean, they don't ever get dirty. I mean, a fire truck's pretty much always always clean, and it's not beat up. And so mm -hmm. I was like, we polish the wheels, and it was like 3 o'clock in the morning, and we got back from a call, and I was like, metal polish. <laughs> your videos came out, and I just kept on watching, 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 and uh, I bought some of your stuff you had at the time when I first, uh, when I started watching the videos, and kind of went from there, and, uh, had a buddy with I had a buddy that I worked with at my old job in construction. He owned a semi, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, man, you can come polish my truck." He's like, "You know, if you do a bad job, you do a bad job. But if you do a good job, we'll spread your word, spread the word, and tell everybody." He's like, "Okay, sweet." And 
when Pops' truck, I kept on watching videos. I watched videos driving down the road until I got to his house to make sure I did it. I'm making sure I'm gonna do it right. And uh, I did I did a good enough job for him. And uh, he was like, I wanna spread the word. And then from there, got a phone call from a guy, did some work for him, I kind of advertised it and started my business from there. And uh, that took off word of mouth. That's my, been my biggest success in word of mouth. So you call it Woody's Metal Polishing? Mm -hmm. Has that been your nickname for a long yeah, time? Yeah, I mean, I've Woody. had multiple nicknames, some I can't say on the camera. But <laughs> yeah, Woody, Woody's always been one that's my last name, Wood. So yeah. yeah. I figured that's where it had to have come from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's funny. Why not? <laughs> so the, the firefighting is what got you into it. Mm -hmm. What keeps you in it? Everybody I can meet. Yeah. I used to be, I hate, I, before I started polishing, I hated talking to people. And I, and I used to like get really nervous to talk around people. And now somebody calls and we'll talk or whatever. And it's weird how that works. Yeah. Like there's a lot of polishers I know that were like, you know, I was really quiet. I hated talking to people. And now all of a sudden just mm -hmm. super easy to talk to everybody. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I started talking to everybody. And then all of a sudden, Wupon's coming up. I was like, I got vacation I need to burn. The week before, I called you like, hey, I think I'm going to come up with Wupon. They're like, okay, sounds good. And that's, where, that's, that's how I'm here. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Like, I've really been really wanting to meet everybody. Too bad I couldn't meet Steve or Casey. But, you know, I got to meet It is Keenan too bad. I hope Steve Zach and Casey are listening to this. And Parker. Because they keep telling me every year they're going to come up. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. they never do. Yeah. Steve was here a couple weeks ago. That's true. Yeah. He was. <laughs> Casey was too. He was up here for the call mm -hmm. falling. He was, yeah. Never yeah. for... Never for when they should be. No, not at all. But yeah, that's been it's been a good experience so far. I've always enjoyed it and meeting everybody. I mean, it's been awesome. You know, made like made a lot of new friends. Seems like I have more older friends now that are truckers and stuff because I mean, there's just one guy polished where we'll talk for hours on end about stuff. He'll tell me about his truck and his history with his dad and where they went and everything and the stories about his dad would do stuff. <laughs> we'll say one yeah. good thing that came out of the Polisher Wars is that everybody started kind of talking to each other. Whether it was good or bad, mm -hmm. everybody started talking to each other. More people started becoming more visible. Yeah. So, like, even though there were some rough years for some of us, mm -hmm. you know, it did, did allow more people a channel and an avenue yeah. to start talking to each other. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, catch me if it's getting close. Because I'm like, I'm always nervous and I can't see it on this little screen. Because it doesn't it doesn't run a timer. Kids are getting old. I know. Alright, so... Have you been in Arkansas your whole life? Yeah, pretty much. I, I was born in Tennessee. My parents stayed with me their whole life. They're like, we don't want you growing up in Tennessee. Cause it's like, it's getting rough. Really? Really bad. Yeah. So you grew up in Tennessee? Yeah, for like two years. And then we moved to where I live at now in that area in around Tawny Town, Arkansas. And uh, really good school systems and everything. And so that's where they wanted me to go. Hmm. And, so. and you're married? Yep, married. Yep. Been hey. together seven years now. Ooh, yeah. This one's the one that's yeah. going to get you in trouble. Yeah, yeah. We'll be married two years in October. So, yeah. Any kids? Nope, no kids. No, nope. we're trying to get my wife into. It's kind of hard to explain to people, but pretty much med school. So, well, yeah, good for you guys. Yeah, so, we're hopefully we'll find out at the end of this end of this year whether or not she gets into school or not. So, yeah. so that kind of puts a damper on that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we're like, it'd be financially stable. It's you got just time. Wait until you get done with school. <laughs> you got time. Yeah, yeah. You got time. You guys are young. Yeah. 
Um, so you're a year and three quarters in. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you would go back and change right now, or do you think you'd keep trucking along? Mm. You know, I probably probably my prices because I got burned on a few things. Probably my prices and. I don't know. Probably market better. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really, I'm still to this day really bad at scheduling people. Like, it's so hard because people call me and I forget. And I'm very forgetful. <laughs> so, I, I mean, it's bad. One good piece of advice I can tell you mm -hmm. is buy yourself a schedule. Mm -hmm. Like, one of them planners you can get. You can get them right at Walmart for like three bucks in the beginning of the year. Yeah. They're like paper size, mm -hmm. decent planner. Yeah. And just. The roughest part is right now you're still learning your speed and your time, mm -hmm. how long stuff takes, right? Yeah. So it's like try to plan it out as best as you can, mm -hmm. but at the same time, plan stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but well now, this past two weeks now, I've got Google Sheets on my phone. So every time somebody calls me, I go in there and put their stuff, information in just so I don't forget. Yeah. So and I honestly, as crazy as this is, I just had this talk with Cameron today about telling people no mm -hmm. like instead of blowing somebody off yeah or keep stringing them along it's better to just tell them i'm sorry i can't get to it till x date yes i can't get to it till october yes you're going to lose some customers because they don't want to wait till october mm -hmm. right now it's mid-august yeah so like we're booking in the middle of september and i get people all the time they're like i got a show end of august it's like i can't squeeze you in mm -hmm. i'd like to yeah um, my regulars, my guys that are with me twice a year, every year, mm -hmm. I'll work some late nights and squeeze them in yeah. every time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But when it's guys that don't come to me that often or go to other places mm -hmm. to get touched up and don't come here as yeah. frequent, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'd rather see my wife and kids. Right. And I mean, no disrespect to anybody, but I need to see my family mm -hmm. too. And they, the same way they do, they go home and see their family. Yeah. I need to see my family once in a while. I'll, I'll skip a few times for my good guys that keep food on the table all year round. Mm -hmm. But the guys that, you know, they're here now just because their polisher didn't show up and I'm just a see a need, fill a need. Yeah. But then they're going to go back to their regular polisher. Right. I'm not, I'm not going to skip sleep mm -hmm. for somebody that's not going to come back. Yeah. Like I, I can't compensate my time for that accordingly. Mm -hmm. Like I can't charge that person triple. Yeah. It's, it's not it's not right to do but at the same time that's yeah. that's tough so it is for sure scheduling is probably a big thing too just figuring family time with my wife and my family and then working because like we work 24 hours on and have 48 hours off and like some like one month i went pretty much working every single day polishing just because people were calling me like oh getting popular like you know people were wanting to use me so like you know what let's just work a little extra and, i'm telling you in uh, the polishing industry yeah. they will work you to death mm -hmm. nobody will. cares about your personal life yeah. nobody cares you need a day off nobody cares you haven't had a day off in mm -hmm. two years yeah they will keep you busy they will. if you don't say no they won't say no mm -hmm. <laughs> that's one thing i yeah. wish i would have told myself a long time ago mm -hmm. Because everybody just got used to me working eight days a week, yeah. 25 hours a day, yeah. skip and sleep, skip. We talk about it all the time, my wife and I, that I skipped 
my daughter's birthdays. Mm-hmm. I skipped our anniversaries. I skipped my birthday. Yeah. My wife's birthday. Like, we rescheduled Christmas. We rescheduled Thanksgiving around work. Like, mm-hmm. yep. nobody cares. They are home on their holidays. They don't care if you work on their holidays. No, I don't. So. Want their stuff shining, and they want it kind of done now. Sometimes. So. It's. Yeah. A, I, don't, I don't want to sound like a pity party or that it's a sad life, but it really yeah. is. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Polishing, nobody cares. No. Just let you work whenever. So you say no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish I'd have said some no's earlier on in my career because yeah, I missed out on a lot of a lot of birthdays, and I know truckers miss a lot of their kids' birthdays and yeah. stuff too. But at the yeah. same time, like, I didn't have to miss those birthdays, but I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So as you start having yeah. kids, remember if you don't yes. say no now, people will get accustomed to that. Well, I'm sure with my wife, she'll make sure you're in the I, mean, I can already, <laughs> I already know that. She reminds me every other day, hey, when are you going to be, come be home and hang out? Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> I know, but it's help pay for everything we do, so, mm-hmm. you know, extra I can, money. I can understand that yeah. completely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you're in three-quarter in. Mm-hmm. What's What's been the highlight of your your career so far mm-hmm. um, I got a phone call recently and I'm kind of pretty I'm looking forward to it I'm gonna be doing a truck that's gonna be in a movie that's getting remade and um, I'm pretty excited about that you know something you know I'm a year and three quarters in and somebody's saying hey you wanna come boss trip it's gonna be in a movie like heck yeah that's awesome I mean, and the movie's being shot in your area I don't know if it is or not but that's gonna be revealed somewhere in my area so somebody just caught wind of you. Yeah, they're they build trucks. That's and, awesome. Yeah, like I didn't, I, I did an ad, awful idea, <laughs> doing an ad on Facebook for polishing, <laughs> awful. It's like nonstop for a week. I had that up every single day. I get like three or four phone calls of polishing. It's yeah. Like, uh, gosh. And from all over the country. Uh, no, I, I, I kind of sanctioned it out in the area where oh, I local. Learned. Yeah, local. Yeah. Well, that's not so bad then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least it got you some local notoriety. Mm-hmm. It did. Yeah. I think um, Zach and Keenan used to do the, um, what was the uh, pages you guys used to market in to get your farmers on board? Oh, Craigslist. Craigslist. Yeah. They used to do a lot of Craigslist back in the day mm-hmm. during, during the slow season. Yeah, they kicking you out. They had to, like, ads yeah. Who was that? Yeah, Marketplace. Oh, Marketplace? Yeah, Facebook Marketplace? Yeah, list services on there, so you have to get a word of right so mm-hmm. you don't get blocked on Facebook. <laughs> Farmers cruise that all day. For Marketplace. Mm-hmm. I've never even thought about that. That's, pretty, that's actually pretty genius. Yeah, they're looking stuff for sale, polished, and they call you and you're like, yeah, man, I'm just a polisher. Craigslist, that's, that was a big one for me before Marketplace, yeah. That's one we need to talk about in our group podcast yeah. is some marketing and talk about your guys' marketing strategies because you guys are a lot smarter than you let on. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like Craigslist is kind of a joke now, though, because it seems like you got to pay to market now. It's, you yeah. got to remember, a lot of those old farmers, they don't have Facebook, yeah. so all they still have now is Craigslist. Mm-hmm. I, I don't do it, trust me, anymore. I'm like, nah, no we're retired. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So you did a Facebook ad. Yeah, I did a Facebook ad, and I was like, because I work uh, at another fire department, like, I work there one day a week, and that pays my truck payment for the month. And you know, I was like, I'm gonna, because I'm starting to slow down now and not really work there because it's interfering with my polishing when I schedule people in. Because that day I didn't need to work there, it kind of interferes. And 
So I'm, I'm veering away from working there so much now. And uh, I was starting to get nervous. Like, man, I hope I have enough money to, you know, I mean, I got money in the bank, but I don't want to spend that money. I kind of want to make my money from that day, one day a week that I work, I want to make that money back on polishing something. Or doing detailing. So the, the polishing side, is that something you ever want to make into like a full-time gig? Quite possibly, yeah. Uh, with my retirement, you know, Hopefully I'll be retired by like 40, 41 just from my retirement. Through the fire department? Through the fire department, yeah. And then I'll draw a salary the rest of my life. Because you can't retire at 40 polishing. No, no, you can't. <laughs> no. <laughs> you tell me. Yeah. You want to retire next year or what? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be 40 next year. And uh, I got a few more to go. <laughs> I got, uh, I got uh, uh, probably a solid 11, I think. <laughs> Definitely should have got in the fire department game, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. Problem around here is all volunteers. I was telling like that on the way here. That yeah, yeah. Being a volunteer though, it's not really that good though. You know, and at least in our state, if you're a volunteer, we that's have not one, great here either. Yeah, I mean your retirement. I mean it's it's kind of a joke because mm -hmm. yeah, you know we have one guy in our fire department down where I'm at, and he's been on the fire department now I think 45 years. Whew. I mean straight volunteer, never been full time, and. I think his check is just enough to probably pay the bills or whatever, but that's it. Wow. Yeah. And uh, it blows my mind how that it, how that works, but I mean, yeah. I don't know why you would at that point. Mm -hmm. Right. And he's been working at the grocery store, I think, 49 years. So he's been, he's been the fire department like 45 years. He's been at the same grocery store like 49 years, 48 yeah. years, yeah. That's wild. I mean, he's a crazy old man, but yeah. That's wild. <laughs> I mean, good for him if he's happy. Yeah, you know, that's like, for you, Randall, if you watch this. <laughs> I mean, what's uh, the difference? I mean, if you're happy, you're happy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some people work for nothing. Mm -hmm, I mean, they good for them, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah hopefully, cool. by the time I retire, I'd like to have a shop where we do, like, kind of custom work on trucks or, like, paint frames on trailers or whatever. Kind of go off do polishing but then do like kind of custom work too that's always kind of been my dream to have my own shop and do custom work so you think it'll become more of a full-time thing once you retire yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and the crazy thing is you'll retire early mm -hmm. so you can still have a lot of good years to stick with it for mm -hmm. what it's worth i'm 39 been polishing steady since 23 mm-hmm so the last 16 years have been nothing but polishing. I didn't do anything else but polishing. Yeah. And um, I, I still feel like the next 11 are going to be rough. Mm -hmm. I think I, I don't see any reason why you couldn't. Yeah. And if you're not burning yourself out now, by the time you get to 40, you should probably be able to get another mm -hmm. 10 or 15 of solid business building. And you probably have a really good running start by the time you get there. You're what, 20? 24. 24 right 24, now? 24, yeah. yeah. So you got... 16 years of building your name mm -hmm. before you really take a full to full time swing at it. Yeah, but you'll be you'll have a good head of steam before you get that far. Mm -hmm. Sure, I do. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. don't feel like you have to get into a shop. Don't yeah. rush into that. Yeah, I see a lot of polishers rush into it, and I've seen a lot of polishers bury themselves in the dead of a shop. Mm -hmm. So take your time oh, on that. Oh, one. definitely. Yeah, I definitely will. You seem like you yeah. got your head on your shoulders. Yeah, I try my best. <laughs> I try my best. I know it's like I really want to shop that bad, but I really don't just because, I mean, I don't need it. 
I know, like, I, it's, it's a dream to have one. Like, I want it, like, right now as an inpatient. Yeah. But, I mean, I really don't need it. Really, one thing I really need is a trailer. So I can stop keeping all my crap in the garage. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing that, even, like, Casey with his trailer, Steve with his Sprinter van or whatever that thing is, and <laughs> Zach with his with his avalanche, all the stuff in the back, like, yeah. Yeah. you make it work however you're, oh, yeah. however sure. you're gonna do it. And a trailer definitely does make life a whole lot mm -hmm. easier. Like when I bought my trailer, that was a game changer. Yeah. Could I add to that real quick on yeah. the trailer thing? No the trailer thing, I did that game. The problem was is obviously you know how much we travel. Oh yeah. You know, we were from north to south to east to west. The problem there was is we were running through tires too much. Oh yeah. And that's why I went Mm -hmm. I I never liked avalanches, but I was like I always told Parker I was like I'm fine in avalanche. You fit a lot in. I can lock and I can lock everything in the back. It's yeah. no longer with us, and we don't have a trailer, so that's why I went that route. And when you got to get in and out of places, yeah. well, why don't you hotels. get a minivan? <laughs> Steve beat me to that. So I'd go a little different. <laughs> to go with the Abbey. I love a Mercedes Sprinter van though, like the big one. Yeah, I have, like, put a bed in there. In it. You don't have to stay in any crack hole. Yeah, I'd like to talk about that all the crazy places you probably stayed at. Oh my god, I'm telling you, we're gonna do another podcast tonight. Yeah, we'll just the four of us will just sit and shoot the breeze. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll get Zach talking about some of his hotel oh, stories. Yeah, but uh, they're good. <laughs> oh my god, it just never ends. Yeah, there's, there's no there's no bottom to that pit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the places he stayed in might have been pits, even. Um, but what's the most interesting thing you've polished so far? Most interesting thing? Skillet? <laughs> yeah, I can say I've done, I think I've done three or four skillets. Uh, I don't know how Steve does it. I don't know how many he's done, but they suck. A lot. I've got two that are sitting underneath my workbench that I need to get done, but it's like, I don't want to do this. They're so nasty from all the black crap that's on them. I mean, just, yeah. The one you sent for the golf hole didn't look nice. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't perfect. I mean, like, I don't know how Steve gets all the sanding marks. The lady that wanted was happy as hell. Yeah, I'm glad. She was just tickled pink. Yeah. She thought yeah. that was the coolest thing she's ever seen. Okay, I'm glad. But I'm like, I don't get any bright ideas because I ain't doing one. <laughs> yeah. I'm just not doing it. I'll buy yeah. one from Steve before I do one on my own. Yeah. And then my first one I ever did, I put it in my jaw horse. And I I guess I put it on too tight or I just put it in there just at, just right. And I barely touched the pedal and dink. It cracked right in half. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my. And that just really grinding my gears. I was like, uh, this sucks. I don't even know how much those things cost. What's the price on one of the things? Like nineteen dollars, twenty bucks. Really? Yeah. 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 They're not even expensive? Uh, uh, well they're, they're they're, you can get into high dollar stuff then they start getting really expensive. Yeah. But I mean you can go to Walmart and you can actually buy them. yeah about twenty bucks. Like those mm -hmm. lodges are twenty bucks? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, they're yeah, they're cheap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Everybody raves about cooking and cast iron and stuff. What's the difference then? If they're just a twenty dollar pan. Yeah, it's not just a pan. That's just the price. It's like the material. Yeah. You gotta remember that. It cooks that much better? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It won't be longer. It's even heat too. Yeah. They take longer to heat up, but once they heat up, they cook even 
Listen, I'm not a I'm not a professional chef enough to know that that's gonna make a difference. That's what I mean. Like I turn my smoker on and I cook in it. That's it. That's literally all I know. I, I can't. I don't think I could justify. It. I, I, that's what I mean. It's like I bought my wife like a couple hundred dollar pans. I'm just gonna tell her from now on she needs a twenty dollar pan. Apparently that's worth that. Yeah. Huh. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Are cheap. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize they were that cheap. Yeah, they are. I can understand that. It's just broke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for real. <laughs> well, it's cast, dude. Yeah, it is. So, like, just cast iron. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, they're kind of frazzled. It's cast. It's like cast aluminum. Yeah. Hmm. So, one day I might cut it up and make like a spatula. Yeah. So, it needs something different. Heat it up, melt it down, <laughs> smash it flat. Yeah. Well, it cracked where the handle, like, it cracked down the sides where the handle's at. So that'd be perfect. Just cut it out with the grinder. Turn it into a spatula? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Special that never gets hot. Mm-hmm. But once it's hot, it never cools down. Yep. Yeah. Like <laughs> a mean egg on it or something. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But what's the most interesting thing you polish? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know I've done one yet, really. Nothing too Man, I've done some pretty nice tracks. Uh, I done a truck that I sent you in the email earlier. It's got it's chopped. It's got a four inch chop, I believe. It's like a two thousand five three seventy nine, and the guy. Give the guy a shout out. Who we talking about? Hmm? Who we talking about? Give me a shout uh, out. Gary Haythorne. Haythorne, out of uh, Springdale, Arkansas. Guy, top notch guy. I mean, he keeps his stuff clean. It's always polished. I mean, he'll call me. He's like, hey, the truck wash got too much acid on my wheels or whatever. Come fix it, please. So I'll go out there and go fix it for him. That's awesome. Those yeah. are good customers. Yeah, he's, he's an awesome guy. He's giving me a lot of advice and everything. He, he has some pretty sweet rides. But it's a 379 Peterbilt. It's got a four-inch chop on the front. That's a long nose. And uh, it's purple and white. It's got a stretch frame, I think, 300 wheel base. Really? Yeah, or 305. That's a big chop for them by you guys. Mm-hmm. 265 common down there? Yeah. 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 You guys don't need them crazy long down by you either. No. A lot of local, a lot of local loaders. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got a lot of factories running around. A lot All of right. factories, yeah. So, are they running to, um, like distribution centers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I know Gary, he runs to Missouri, I believe somewhere in Oklahoma, and then Texas, and then back to Springdale. Okay. Yeah. Just hauling, I think he's hauling frozen chickens. Huh. Yeah. A lot of chicken factories? Huge. Chicken's yeah. huge in Arkansas. Yeah. yeah. Why are chickens big in Arkansas? I don't know. I could not tell. Is it because of the heat? Yeah, but, I, mean, I don't know. It is like no, it's because of Tyson. Because Tyson started there. So. Yeah, but why? That's what I don't understand. Like, Why did you start to? Well, I guess because like, you can't raise chickens in the frozen tundra. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Huh. Not too factory, probably, but that's what I mean. Like, the factory, well, like, why did you start in Chilton? I don't know, Mr. Tyson probably lived in Arkansas. Well, for yeah. me, it's because I like being cold. That's what I mean. Is maybe maybe the theory is you couldn't do it in a cold area. Listen, our paper mills up here don't smell any better. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really? Uh, I don't know about that. Our paper mills are nasty. Yeah, bad. You <laughs> drive through Kakana and it's like it'll gag you. I've been yeah, around we got, break bush and that was it was sucked yeah, in the summer but it really like wasn't that bad. Yeah, they're bringing in 
They're bringing the chickens. They don't like live there. Like oh, there. no. Chicken farms. They're nasty. <laughs> we had a uh, chicken house fire one time, and the whole entire thing was full of chickens. I mean, that thing, uh, it was like eight, I can't even remember how long. I think it was like 800 feet. Not 800 feet, but uh, trying to think. I mean, this thing's huge. I mean, stupid huge. 800 feet's big. It might be 800 feet long. I mean, I'm trying to think. It might be 800 feet long. That's a huge or, or, or bigger, but I mean, uh, only like half of it was on fire. And then I guess all of a sudden the fans had kicked on on the other side and there was no chickens and it just sucked in there and poof, the whole entire thing was fully involved. And you just see the, you hear the chickens burn. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Chicken nugget. Chicken nugget. What barbecue around that? You show them barbecues out? Like, I don't even know. Yeah. And me and my assistant chief, we parked our rigs pretty close to the door where the unsi- where the unburned side was. And we're on the other side of the chicken house. And our fire chief says, hey, you need to move your vehicles now because the whole entire side is involved. And so we're running back to our trucks. And I get to my truck and I couldn't even touch it. It was so hot. And I was like, Whoa. And this, at that time, my truck was brand new. Like brand, brand new. Ooh. I was like, oh, crap. Peel paint? No, it didn't, but really? I'm sure the paint's cured now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus. And then I got stuck in the mud in the, in the field. I was like, I just left it there. Ooh. Yeah. See, up here, we get a lot of real nasty fires, seems like in the winters. Mm-hmm. And then everything freezes, and it's just a giant ice skating rink. And yeah. I, I always feel bad for the firefighters when stuff happens up here mm-hmm. when it's 10, 20 below. Cause yeah. It's like, what are you going to do? You're on the freeze or whatever, and so, yeah. That's just nasty. Yeah, when I was doing, uh, we had a shutdown one time when I was doing construction at a chicken plant. It was a kill plant. Oh, that was my first time ever doing like legit chicken house, chicken plant work. And we go in there, we have to cut a T in on this four-inch stainless line in the kill room, and you just walk in there. There's like two inches of water in there, just grease. Like you can see the film and everything. And I guess in the next room over there was where they had like defeather them. And yeah. like there was like probably a, a brick wall like as wide as this building is. And there's just feathers. Uh, and it stinks so bad. And when they say the stink will stay on your clothes after you wash it, it did. Really? Yeah. It was just ugh, Your fire suit was just terrible. One of the, I did this when I did construction. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And construction work, yeah. No. Take that home with you every day. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Polishing don't seem that bad, I guess. No, no, no. <laughs> get a loofah and get some little bad bath and be on it. Done. <laughs> Just done. You're good. Yeah, yeah. Take chicken house crap and then stuck in your shoes and your truck and your floorboards. That's funny. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So this is started to become one of my favorite parts mm-hmm. <clears throat> just because got a sick and twisted sense of humor I guess <laughs> but what's the biggest thing you've gotten burnt on oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can finally tell the story about it godly yeah you, you were excited to tell me about it before I even told you this is yeah, part of it I mean yeah, you listen to a few um, of the podcasts now yeah yeah oh god it's been all it was it just my head hurts now thinking about it uh this is when I first started polishing. This guy's like, hey man, I got these four American forces that I need to get polished. Like, okay, sounds good, man. He's like, he sent me pictures of it. And 
uh, they looked fine to me in the picture. You know, I didn't know they had ceramic bead coated all the wheels. American Forces? Yeah. Really? They were like really old ones. Ooh. Yeah, because I remember I talked to you about this because I was like struggling. I was like, hey man, like this stuff is not coming I off. I do remember this conversation yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was like, these are not coming off. And uh, I had them for like three weeks. I was like, man, like I'm trying. He's like, it's okay. It's a, my truck's and like, it needs work. It's going to be a while before he's done. So he's like, take your time. I was like, okay, sweet. And uh, one day I started going to town and I took 40 grit sandpaper and it would not touch it. I'm dead serious on a rotary. Yeah, and when I did it with the rotary, it instantly flashed over and like, and got stuck in the uh, grinding disc. You sure it wasn't? Well, like... <laughs> I was using because I was like, I'm not buying expensive sandpaper to do these. Uh, I bought that uh, Diablo. <laughs> Diablo. <laughs> El Diablo. Yeah, I bought Diablo sandpaper to do it. Oh, that it, stuff flashes so fast. Yeah, it's it, terrible it ins instantly for what we do. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's great it, for wood. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, but it instantly <laughs> like turned gray from all the the ceramic. I was like, oh, God. He was like, I'm about to tell the guy, like, I can't, I can't fix it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I started. I can't remember what I did. Uh, if I asked like one of the polisher pages what I needed to do or whatever, they're like, uh, take it to a place like a. Uh, had a cut in place and get yeah. it stripped and so I went to some I won't say the city it was at but these guys were rough I mean they were in tank top t-shirts like Parker was wearing <laughs> a racerback <laughs> yeah yeah and uh oh they they was like I was like man hey I'm a polisher like you know I'm kind of curious how you stripped these I like kind of like to watch like, okay sounds good man I'm going, I'm going into like this dark room where they powder coat it's like really dark and literally just sandblasted it no, they dip it in like a uh, fifty or fifty-five gallon tank, or I mean, two hundred seventy-five gallon tank, like you have outside for your water. Sure. And it's like full of some solvent, benzenine, or sort of the B. I can't think of the name of it. Sort of the B acid or stripper. I think that is benzenite. Can you Google that? It's, yeah, but it's some kind of strong stripper. It's like, yeah, you gotta wear a respirator and everything, and I, protection around this. And he opens the lid right, right there in front of my face, and I get the whiff, and I just feel my hair burning instantly. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and all these guys are like, they're like in T-shirts, like Parker walking around. Like, yeah, man, they're scratching their skin where they've gotten burned and everything from the stuff getting on their skin. Yikes. Like, okay, I see how you do it. I'm out. Call me when you're done. Call me when it's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh. And did it fix the problem? Oh, yeah, it fixed the problem. It stripped it right off. Because, uh, um. Uh, yep, that's it. It's a high concentration of methylene chloride. Methylene chloride. <laughs> yeah. I'll strip it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. It doesn't eat plastic, but it'll eat everything else. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's safe in aluminum, too, for what it's worth. Right? Methylene chloride? <laughs> well, I have no idea. I'm pretty yeah. sure it'd eat just about any coating, but it's safe on... That's to be safe on aluminum powder coat. They strip four wheels all the time, with it. That's what I mean. So it I, has to be safe I think it's safe case. for aluminum and maybe not stainless, so maybe it would eat stainless and steel. No thanks. Yeah, that's how I did it. And it what worked. It worked. It worked. Yeah, everything was gone. They took it to the, the car wash and power wash all the stuff off. And did you still end up sanding it after that? 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I once bought a hit with 40 grit, it marked it. Ooh. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but I could not get it out. <laughs> I could not. I mean, it was one pigtail. And like I just shoved that buffer in there, and it would not come. Forty out. grit is rough. Yeah, like sanding all forty grit, just yeah. yeah, yeah, not awesome. Yeah, and as soon as I, it's really bad to say this, but as soon as I delivered them, I deleted the number. It's like done. Don't ever call me to come pick these wheels again. He's like, this is. Some other guy calls you again. You're like, who is this? And the guy's like, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You must be that guy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. Like, I'll take them somewhere else. There's a guy three um, hours away that'll bother. So what did you quote it? <laughs> if you don't want to tell me, it's fine. Ooh, I mean, you're just going to break. $180, all four of them. For the four? Yeah, it cost so, me $100 to get them stripped. So 45 pieces is what you quoted them. Yeah. And you were definitely too nice to tell the customer. Mm-hmm, that was. Uh, we all are. Yeah. We all are. Yeah. So you quoted them 180 Mm-hmm. So forty-five a piece, yeah. and it cost you a hundred dollars just to strip them. them. Yeah, but he paid for it. Oh, the customer did. He paid for it. He's like, hey man, I gotta get these stripped. It cost us hundred dollars. He paid that. Okay. But the amount of the sandpaper it costed me, because I bought a lot of sandpaper. Yeah. Trying to figure out how to strip, get this ceramic uh, coat off. And yeah. I probably spent eighty in sandpaper. Inexperience is one of the hardest learning lessons mm -hmm. as you're going along. Yeah. It's just brutal sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, that's probably the toughest part yeah. of metal polishing is when you first start off, that learning curve, that learning curve is brutal mm -hmm. because is. a lot of people don't want to tell you those tricks. And honestly, that's one I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, you, you learned one hard for all of us. Yes, I did. So what do you uh, think, what do you think realistically, now that you've been polishing for a while, mm -hmm. realistically, what do you think you had in it? Like if you were to have to charge somebody for it now with mm -hmm. the knowledge you have, somebody yeah. brought you another set, what would you charge for? Um, I would say at least 300, 350 for all four of them and they pay for the stripping. Really? Yeah. I don't know, I've, I've kind of got a technique figured out how I can, I mean, I can do a trip, a set of 24s in an hour on a, on a trip like 24 inch American force wheels. Yeah. Just doing the, the face and then the barrel. And, the lip and, the and what do you charge for that? I used to charge like 200 bucks. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Way less than me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I get, there's one guy, uh, he kind of tells me what he charges people and I was like, man, I feel so bad charging people that much, but you know, you charge what you think you're worth and he charges way more than what I would. Yeah. See me, I look at it like, if for some god awful reason I wreck one, mm -hmm. like those wheels are seven to ten grand, some of yeah. them. Yeah. Like I need to be able to cover at least my deductible somehow, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, definitely. sadly, I based mine on my deductible. <laughs> That's know? fair. Yeah. So $500 deductible, $500 is my minimum, mm -hmm. you know? Like, yeah. It's understandable. I hate to be that way, but if something goes wrong and they come back after me because it's sanded and it cracked, like, mm -hmm. I don't want to eat it. Like yeah. I want to be able to at least cover my deductible for my insurance. Yeah. And not be out. And I try to steer clear away from sanding on forged wheels. On forged wheels. Yeah. I just don't like it. Ever since them ceramic beaded wheels, I don't like it. I mean, for us with the machine, it's easy. Yeah. You can bang a sand on them and just mm -hmm. run them on the machine and get them back to right. brand new again. Mm -hmm. But 
I don't know. I, don't know. I just don't like it. Standing on the bill of wheels. Yeah. It's just, uh, I don't know. If the wheels are maintained well, you don't need to. Mm-hmm. I mean, as long as they don't let them get too tore up. Yeah. A lot of times you can just cut them and collar them and mm-hmm. send it down the road. Yeah. You don't need to sand or do any of that and stuff. That's what I pretty much do. You always fix curb rash because everybody at Paul's forces from where they're curb rash. Yeah, everybody so, wants to go through a drive through mm-hmm. and they're just too wide. And yep, yep. Everybody hits the drive through. Yep, that's exactly right. I've polished a set of forces for a guy. He just bought this truck, I think, and uh, he had it a week. I polished the wheels and he texted me, I think, three weeks later. He's like, hey man, put through Taco Bell, curb my wheels, can you fix them? He's like, yep, I'll bring it on back. <laughs> yeah. Been there, done that. Mm-hmm. I did a guy's set on a Friday night at a show. Or, no, we did it on a Thursday, and he curbed it that night. I had us polish him again on Friday, and then he curbed him again and asked us if we do him again on Saturday. I'm like, oh, before I leave? He's like, no, I need him done before the show. I'm like, guess. Yeah. There's one guy that I, uh, I polished a set. I think they were American Racing Honeycombs. Mm-hmm. I polished them, and he was taking his truck, I think, maybe to a truck show or something. And uh, a day later, he takes me, hey, man, can you uh, fix my wheels? I sprayed McGuire's wheel cleaner on them. And he's like, and I looked at the ingredients. He showed me the bottle. It said acid. It's like, <laughs> ah, yeah, there's your wheel right, yeah, right there. That'll yeah. uh, get you every time. Yep. Yep. Recut them and color them. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It's the worst. It is. I mean, you can only do so much. Mm-hmm. And yeah. warn everybody, but at the end of the day, like, they yeah. still want to keep it clean. Yeah. Everybody that it says I says wheel cleaner. Uh, yeah. Every time I uh, wash truck, soaking water only. I mean that's it. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. I always tell everybody no acid. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, no, no. I'll get it acid before I come there. I'm like, then don't bring it here. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody likes it that way. No, I do not. Yeah. I'm not everybody. Yeah. And that's where I'm kind of different from you. Uh, Everybody that I polished for, like, all right, let me get the truck clean, and that was getting acid washed. And I don't really want to turn people away, but I mean, that's understandable for you. You've been doing it this long. Well, that's what I mean. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Like, I have guys that'll stop in some mornings and they're like, oh, yeah, I got an acid yesterday. I'm like, all right, I know you're new. Mm-hmm. Next time, don't do that. Yeah. You know, like, I, I despise acid. I don't like it. Half the time, it makes my work harder. Mm-hmm. If I need it, I have it. I'd rather I did it here than mm-hmm. somebody else just cooking it on there and letting it sit and bake. Yeah. Like, I don't need it dried and nasty mm-hmm. and just makes my work harder. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I know you see that every day. Oh, too. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did this one log truck. Oh, my God. I mean, I don't even know how to explain. I mean, they were wider than these screens. I mean, you couldn't even see reflection. You stick your mm-hmm. finger into it. And it was like just white, like a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll be here all day. Uh-huh. And I was. Yep. Man, they, of sandpaper. They, yeah, lots of sandpaper. Lots of sandpaper. That yeah. came out good. Just, like, just a ton of work, though. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. Like, it always does come out good because it's super clean, but mm-hmm. it's just a ton more work. And it's like, all right, now how do I pass this cost on? Yeah. And it's hard it because is. it's like, how do you tell a guy that something, a service he just paid somebody to do has now cost him more money? Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I've done, I've done estimates for people. And I was like, this is what it would cost based on the pictures you sent me. Mm-hmm. And then they get it acided before they come. And I'm like, well, we can double all that. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but the pictures you sent me looked good. I wouldn't have had to sand anything. But mm-hmm. now that you've acided it, 
I have to sand everything in that picture. Yeah. That's tough. That's one thing I always do now. Like, hey, I know you might not be phone savvy, but try at least send me pictures of what I'm going to be working with. I kind of want to know how my day's going to go. <laughs> I don't need perfect pictures. Yeah. You know, send me something better than a flip phone, but yeah, I don't need anything perfect. Mm -hmm. Send me a close-up, I'm good. Right. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, that's how I learned the hard way on some stuff. Mm. Yeah. Well, then you didn't get burnt too bad. No, no, I didn't know, but I kind of want to. Because I always just want to be faster and faster and uh -huh. quick and just because I don't want to be there for 10 hours a day. My first truck I ever did, or my second truck I ever did, it needed sand and everything needed sand. It, it, I was there for two days. Really? Yeah, my first, my second truck. So working in the shop today, what was the, did anything surprise you about speed-wise? I mean, other than the fact that we had four people polishing, mm -hmm. like. Like your technique on the, on the drives. I started doing that last week after you put that video out, I think, on YouTube, maybe, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I tried that out, and it worked really good. Cut your time, though? Yeah, yeah. Really? A uh, guy, uh, Gary, he's selling a truck. He's a, he's in a flip, and uh, he's wanting the wheels look good. And that's, I did that process on him, and they came up just fine. Just so you didn't have to sand them? Yeah. 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 The cross-cut pattern? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they had the little, just break this burned on them. And it does save a lot of time. Yeah, it does. What about, um, will you watch Keen do a grill for a while? Yeah, er, not really, not much. Yeah. But uh, grills, I'm definitely, when I first started doing grills, I would always have that uh, pattern of the hash going the way I didn't want it to go, and you could tell. And uh, I'm starting to realize now what I need to do to fix that. To change your angle? Yeah. Yeah. That's the biggest thing is once you figure out your light angles, mm -hmm. it makes a big difference. Yeah, it does. And on tanks, I used to suck at end caps. Really? God, yeah. One of my one of the guys that uh, his name's Brian Blevins. Uh, he called me out on it one day. He's like, "Hey man, that can take cap kind of like crap. You can see all the lines." And I was like, "I know, I know." I was like, "I suck, and I'm doing this with a 3500 RPM grinder." Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I was like. I think I was probably eight or nine months in. I was like, I'm pulling the plug. I'm getting the 6,000. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. And ever since then, that's all really ever used. Made a big difference. Yeah. It did. Yeah. Yeah. I always tell people like 6,000 definitely will help you build up heat better mm -hmm. and helps widen your pattern, that kind of stuff. So yeah. it makes end caps a little easier, but it makes a lot of mess too mm -hmm. if you go because it goes bad. But yeah, it does. Huh. Yeah. 3,500. Uh, it just seems so much slower. And it might not be. But to me, it, it is. feels like it's a lot slower. It is. 3,500, you need to move slower because it takes longer to build heat. Yeah. I don't know anybody that polishes super fast with this variable. Mm -hmm. Like, most guys are doing one truck a day. Most right. aren't doing two. And if they are doing two, they got a big crew. Yeah. You know? You got multiple guys working and getting after it. Yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, probably about eight months I did just one gr one grinder. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of just a tight one. I was like, I don't want to spend my money. <laughs> and I was like, I'm buying it. And then I had a guy start helping me. He's like, I'm going to buy another one because I'm kind of getting tired of letting him use that when I need to use it so I can get, yeah. get done faster. I, don't, I should take you up and show you my um, side of mm -hmm. our polishing supply yeah. for the guys in the shop. We mm -hmm. have seven grinders just laying there. Mm -hmm. For one one burns out, we can grab one and go. Yeah. Like, it sucks, but that's the belly of the beast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and knock on wood, 
I mean, I haven't had a grinder go out on me yet. I mean, except for my brushes went out. Oh, yeah. On my 6,000. Remind yeah. me to take a look at that. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I have a set of brushes here for it if you need them. Yeah, I was uh, three quarters of the way up a tank, and all of a sudden, bam, it stopped. Well, it didn't even make Spit any sense. It didn't even make any sound. It just really, yeah, just did. I was like, crap. It was like went and huh. looked at all the breakers. None of them were tripped. I stuck it in another plug. It wouldn't work. Huh. And I started kind of smelling something, but I just, oh, I, just yeah. I stopped. That's and, the biggest telltale. Yeah. Even through a respirator, half the time you can smell yeah, that. Yeah. Like I don't know how that smell gets through. Like, I smelled it when Keenan burned that one up earlier. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's something burning. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> instant hot. Yes. Uh -huh. And. uh I don't know, it's like my favorite grinder. Like, I don't want to burn it up. Like, I'll probably buy replacement parts for it. Yeah. I don't know, it's like, it's like my first car, first trick, whatever. It's like my first grinder. I want to keep it. I was going to say, I kept my first grinder. It's mm -hmm. actually sitting on my shelf out there. We polished the head on it and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, one of those sentimental things mm -hmm. for me. Like, I think polished a lot of trucks and made me a bunch of money. Mm -hmm. I couldn't retire and just throw it in the trash. No, 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 not at all, no. <laughs> It's like I got that Dewalt, and I chunk that thing everywhere. Uh -huh. and that Dewalt just, ugh. I mean, yeah, we talked about this on Snapchat a while ago. Like, for some reason, it was like a grinding noise every time I pulled the trigger. And because I, I locked it too fast mm. in the gears, and it was just this awful sound. Chunk of something like that. Yeah, something's <laughs> gone. I haven't pulled the head apart since then. I don't want to, because I'm sure something's missing. <laughs> Chunk of metal laying in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keenan came by me yesterday, and he's like, so the grinder's spitting stuff at me, and it's clunking pretty hard. I said, yeah, I can hear it from up here. <laughs> he's like, what is that? Like, should I keep using it? Should I not? I'm like, it's some little piece of fiberglass resin that they use to hold the windings together. Mm -hmm. When they get too hot, and it's been hot this week, yeah. when it gets too hot, that fiberglass resin pops off the winding, mm -hmm. and it slings around in there, and it comes shooting out at 100 mile an hour at lava <laughs> lava heat <laughs> yeah they're little nasty bastards and rouge bars man when you get the things so that's like that small i've launched them sometimes like i launched one to side of an airstream once i was like oh crap and like it kind of yeah. flattened out into it we stopped letting them get that small yeah keenan and those guys when he was working with zach they used to shoot them at each other <laughs> i'm sure that crap hurts uh -huh. it's like getting hit with a bullet yeah but um yeah, we uh, we don't let them get that far now. We melt them down in the winters and mm -hmm. make make new bars out of them. Yeah. So it's like, why run them down that small when right. you don't need to? Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, and I've, I've been actually saving mine up. I mean, it's gonna take me a while to get in the big enough pile to make a bar, but I'm saving all mine up. You'd be surprised. Brown and greens. You'd be surprised how much it adds up over the year mm -hmm. or years. Yeah. Um, when I first started, I just threw them all away. Mm -hmm. Like I think about that now, and I'm like. Know how many hundreds of pounds I threw away, yeah. but it had to have been a lot. Mm -hmm. But now it's like, I think last year we made 150 pounds of brown and 300 pounds of green. I mean, a lot, yeah. in a year, yeah, that's a lot. Our wheel machines chew through them. I mean, how many pounds a month do y'all go through? You think? Oh God, I didn't want to calculate it. We go through. I'm gonna say we went through six cases last month. So that's 300 pounds last month, wow. 350 pounds of brown, Dang. and <clears throat> probably about the same in green. Mm -hmm. We went through half as much, but they weigh almost twice as much. Mm -hmm. So probably maybe 200 pounds of green last month. Yeah. So 300 pounds of brown and 200 pounds of green, so mm -hmm. 500 pounds of compound last month. Yeah. But we had a record-breaking month last month. I mean, we were hustling hard. Yeah. 
it was a it was a good month last month. Mm-hmm. What's the uh, I see on Facebook all the time everybody's blowing buffs up. I mean, I never I mean knock on wood. I've never had one you know blow up on me. You know. You know buffs are only rated for thirty five hundred RPM. Yeah. And we're running them at six. Mm-hmm. So at thirty five hundred RPM. What is the calculation? 3,500 RPM on a nine inch buff is like 45 mile an hour. Mm-hmm. It's not that much. Yeah. And at 6,000 RPM, it's like 85 or 90 mile an hour. Mm-hmm. It's it's fast. Yeah. It's blazing fast. Yeah. And as soon as you put, start putting it under torque, those metal clinch rings, so it, they're just shark's teeth. Mm-hmm. It just bite into the fabric to hold it in place. Yeah. At 6,000 RPM plus the torque, a lot of polishers push way too much pressure on, and some mm-hmm. let it free spin, like they'll just hold the grinder there mm-hmm. and put their rouge on and then let it dry for a second before they start using it. Free spinning is the worst. Mm-hmm. It's like dry shooting a bowl. Yeah. Like, it's bad for the bowl. And, like, going in and, like, letting it dry, like, I never realized on polishing, you know, there's so much that more that goes into it, like the fine stuff about the bars and the dries right. and the wets, and I'm realizing that now. That's oh a yeah. Thing. yeah. Oh yeah. And as you get deeper into it, it'll ruin your days sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, ah, oh, God, all right. Well, I got to go grab the bar I don't like mm-hmm. because what I need to do to get through the day. Yeah. But um, blown out buffs has never been uncommon. Mm-hmm. Eight inch buffs hardly ever blow out. Mm-hmm. I I don't think I've ever seen an eight inch buff blow out. Yeah. Ten inch buffs very common for blowing out because you got a 10 inch buff on a three inch ring the amount of torque and pressure that is on those chunks of fabric that are spinning at 6,000 rpm Mm -hmm. is just astronomical how they hold together is a bigger mystery than how they blow apart Mm -hmm. they should almost all blow apart 10 inch buffs on a 6,000 rpm grinder should not hold together by simple laws of physics Mm was part of the reason why we started making nine inch buffs. Mm-hmm. Not only did it save on the buffers, but it saved on blowouts. Yeah. Did but you run 10 inch a lot back in the day? I never ran 10 inch. Yeah. I always ran eight inch. Mm-hmm. Eight inch was all I ran for the first 15 years of my career. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until the last four, maybe five, that the company we were working with, we helped them develop the nine inch mm-hmm. and we switched everything over to nine inch. But I used eight inch buffs up until then. I didn't use, only time I ever used a 10 inch buff is if we were doing a trailer rail. Mm -hmm. And that was just because I wanted to use one buff to get all the way around it. And I didn't want to have to swap all buffs. Now that I've gotten further in my career, I'd rather use one nine inch buff to do one side and then save the rest of it for diamond plate down the road Mm -hmm. and use another brand new nine inch to do the other side because then both sides look exactly the same. Yeah, I was was noticing that today, kind of buffs. If you use the same buff, all the way around it, it that's gets, what I, and that's what I've been usually doing. Gets more wore out that by the time you get to the other side, it doesn't look the same on the other side as it does on that side because mm-hmm. it's not the same, same buff. Yeah. So, I just swap them all. Um, but yeah, eight inches. What I started my whole career on was eight inch, and ten inch just kind of wasn't my gig. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty close to your hands too. I mean, you've all gone to a stick of dynamite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I've posted videos and pictures of people's stuff blowing up yeah and uh so I had that one right there. that's a bad deal yeah that one. Oh god i hate honeycombs <laughs> i mean we, we've all had enough yeah we've all had a burn at some point in time oh, yeah. 
But I mean, I've seen guys lose fingers. I've seen guys hack their arms up. Mm -hmm. I know one guy that a buff cut loose, ran up his arm, and it got to his neck, and he flinched like this, and it just sat and ground into his neck like that. He's mm -hmm. missing a big chunk right here. Yeah. Um, between his ear all the way down into his shoulder mm -hmm. and when it came up it cut his tendon in his his tendon for his upper um, what is that bicep curled up mm -hmm. right up to his shoulder and they had to go in and re reconstruct it all and now his arm is always like this it mm -hmm. doesn't extend out straight probably trigger lock yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> literally the, well back then they didn't have safety flanges other than the black flanges yeah. and the black flanges don't work unless you use an arbor extension none of us wanted to use an arbor extension so we just ran them mm -hmm. back in the day a lot of the polishers just didn't run safety flanges at all yeah. and nobody welded anything mm -hmm. i started welding them when i got into it because my dad was a welder and yeah. he didn't want to see me not welding mm -hmm. or not running them with welded right. centers so he just welded them all for me yeah um so who kind of started the safety flange kind of deal i mean um, what made everybody kind of get into that there was a few companies making custom ones um, before we did. Um, I kind of fine-tuned the process a little bit, mm -hmm. but um, there's a few companies making them. Yeah. Uh, what's that company up in Canada? Infinish or yeah, something like that. Yeah. They made they made a pretty unique one. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't a big, huge fan of theirs, and mm -hmm. getting Canadian stuff down here wasn't easy. Yeah. And my uncle's a full-blown engineer, so I just took a buff to my uncle, and I mm -hmm. said, here, this is what I have. Yeah. This is the best option I have. Can you make me something different? He goes, yeah, yeah. I can make you a threaded plate for the top, and then you don't have to put a nut on it. Because I used to put a nut on everything. Um, if you check out some of my older YouTube videos, it shows how to mount a buff without using safety flanges, mm -hmm. and it shows two grinder nuts and a washer. Yeah. That was my solution. Yeah. Um, but after talking to my uncle, he developed the current safety flange that we have. Mm -hmm. um, we made some modifications over the years to help make them pull apart easier and yeah. that kind of stuff. But yeah. um, I had them make me some steel sets. <laughs> they were super heavy, but they were, but they never flew apart. They never uh -huh. broke. Mm -hmm. uh, have you had them break before? I have. Yeah. I've had some aluminum ones let loose. Sometimes the sometimes you catch it on a lug nut and snub it out, and it breaks the threads and mm -hmm. now you got a safety flange that don't do nothing yeah i, I know I've, on mine mine's pretty trimmed up from the or from the uh the gasket seal on the axle mm -hmm. <laughs> so, that's pretty common yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah so what's your best advice for a new polisher i'd have to say probably don't give up because you're gonna suck it first that's how I, I kind of see it. That's good It's kind of like when I started pinstriping, I like pinstriping. I like that old, old school stuff. No, that one's okay. Yeah. Uh, it's like I, I kind of like pinstriping too, but I never have time anymore to try it. Like like Gooch Custom says and Ronnie Hayden say, you suck. You're going to suck. I mean, it takes time to learn an art. I love and it. polishing's, you know, an art. You know, you got to learn how to do it and get technique down. And if you, you don't got it, you don't got it. I love Gooch. I see Gooch and hate them. They're yeah. they're two of my favorite pinstripers. Mm -hmm. Flannel Phillip, he's he's really good as well. Yeah, he seems like he's starting to come up a lot with it. Yep. Yeah. I have Gooch's fridge. Yeah. We were looking at it. we were talking about that earlier. I got a bunch of uh I got a bunch of uh coffee cups from Gooch. Mm -hmm. What else did I buy? I had some shirts and Gooch is one of my favorite pinstripers. His 
his old school lowrider style mm-hmm. um, between his paint and his pinstripe. Yeah, I just love that stuff. That uh, that old nostalgia. Mm-hmm. He's honestly one of the best in the market. Yeah. Um, hate him. That Viper he just did. Mm-hmm. I'm, he did. I'm a really? huge Viper fan, so yeah. that was the first thing I'd seen. But yeah. uh, that Viper he, what he did was really good. In that front end, how symmetrical and how mm-hmm. like perfect it fits into the pin into the stripe. Yeah. Pinstripes on a stripe. Mm-hmm. That's just like next level stuff for me. Yeah, that is. And um, I'd like to meet him one day just because his personality just seemed wild. It might be <laughs> the old wild. lady that does my pinstriping, she's well into her 70s, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I keep asking her, like, how long are you going to keep doing it? She goes, till the good Lord don't let me no more. Yeah, you know? You and she could literally dip and walk from one end to a car and have a a perfectly straight line. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's just amazing. Yeah. Puffy, truck driver out of Illinois, he's a really good pinstriper. He taught himself. Like, mm-hmm. he's just an amazing creature. He's the one that did that sign above my desk. Yeah. Um, what's Puffy's real name? Mike. Mike. Uh, I don't remember his last name. Mike. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> I think actually it is. Really? Yeah, I'm looking at it. Puffy works for Spinalis, but I don't remember. Maybe it is Mike Huff. Yeah. Mike Huff? No, that's there we go. If I was from a Facebook, I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, it's Mike something. Everybody calls him Puffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Mike Huff. Mike Huff. All right. That's what I thought it was. He, he's a really great pinstriper, too. Yeah. And self taught. Mm-hmm. kind of does his own thing. Um. I think even Greg Stahl started pinstriping. He's one of the best painters I know. And he literally teaching himself how to pinstripe yeah. as well. Yeah, it blows my mind now. He does like the in-depth. It looks so in-depth, like on that fridge in the front. It looks so in-depth, but yeah. it's all just one thing. It's just taping the lines and, <laughs> and, yeah, and painting. Yeah. <laughs> it's nuts. It just blows my mind. Yeah, I, I don't know how these guys do it. Mm-hmm. To me, it's it's an art that I can't do, so yeah. I have a lot of appeal for it. Like yeah. at my house, I'll have to show you um, before you head out on Friday or Saturday, whichever day you leave. Mm-hmm. I'll have to show you some of my pinstripe art I have at my house. I I've purchased a lot of pieces over the years, mm-hmm. and just I like art. Yeah. So pinstripe art was just a win-win for me because mm-hmm. not only do I like art, but I like pinstriping. Yeah. So I've got some pretty cool pieces that. Uh, were for sale at some charity auctions and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I've gotten to meet a lot of really cool pinstripers over the years. Yeah, yeah it's like I was t- asking you earlier, like I'd like to get a few of these or something like that because I like to hang them in my room because I, I have a little office at the house and it's got all my stuff in it and everything. Yeah, and yeah I kind of like to have like a little wall of this stuff. This. I've got the calendars in there and then I've got some other stuff, my uh, fire hydrants and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, the rolling drawings, like he blows my mind too. Oh yeah, he does. The, the way he draws is just mm-hmm. unbelievable. Half these drawings just pop right off the page. I mean, they actually look like they Real were just deal. pictures taken. Yeah, yeah. It's it just nuts. blows my mind. It is. But I guess all we got left is the, I open the floor to you. Mm-hmm. You ask me a question and put me in the hot seat mm-hmm. for a minute. Uh, I'd say, I mean, where do you want to take time to shine and where do you, you know, you see your business, like you said, you kind of want to retire in the next 11 years, maybe or so. 
Where would you like to see it going? And what more would you like to create with Time to Shine? So that's a moving target. Mm-hmm. I feel like every good business has its goals. It has its places it wants to be. But where do I want this thing to be is a moving target. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing's really ever set in stone for me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm never fully happy with where I'm at and where I want to be. Yeah. Um, as far as time to shine, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I want to get too much crazier with it. Mm-hmm. For me right now, it's see a need, fill a need kind of thing. Yeah. I feel like we have enough products to do what I've been trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. We have enough products that um, to detail completely a show truck, I have enough products to do exactly everything I need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, are there some other things we could get? Sure. Yeah. Do I think there's enough market for it that I need to stock a shelf full of it? No. no. Do I feel there's other companies that make a product that's adequate? to fill my need mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. so I feel like um, with the release of our interior scent this weekend mm-hmm. I feel like my product line is pretty complete the only product I'm missing is a water spot remover mm-hmm. that's one product I would like to add um, and some something that's compared to me that <laughs> for what it's worth, Lumi, Lumi does fill that position yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, between the, the Lumi and the Time to Shine aluminum polish, mm-hmm. I I can fill the void that New Light puts in for us. Yeah. You told me about the process and everything, what it would cost you, and that blows my mind. It costs. It's expensive. Yeah. Like yeah. to create a new to create a new product is ridiculously expensive. Mm-hmm. You have to sell a lot of it to yeah. recoup your cost yeah. of what it takes to develop. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I guess it's kind of another question I want to ask you. How, were you very nervous starting your own apparel or your own line of products? I mean, um, to say I was scared, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Um, I had a ton of inventory and in some other products, mm-hmm. and I had to start over. Mm-hmm. And starting over. It's the scariest thing when you're, how long have I been gone, Keenan? two years? Yeah. Two years ago, pretty much this month. Yep, actually, yeah. Or is it three years? Mm, I think it's two. Oh, it's two yeah. years? Yeah, yeah because two. when I first started, you were still. It was Dallas two. that year. It was two, because I was still here, but I left that year. So it was two. We were still using that stuff when I was here, and I left in August, so. Okay, so two years ago is when I left, mm-hmm. and I literally had a ton of inventory, mm-hmm. and we knew we were going to have to head in a different direction, and everybody had kind of pushed me in the direction of doing my own thing already. Mm-hmm. Keenan was a strong advocate, yeah. and honestly, I don't want to <laughs> inflate Keenan's head over there, but at the same time, like, I don't know if I would have. Mm-hmm. Had I not had my wife standing behind me and Keenan standing behind me, mm-hmm. um, just because I had gotten comfortable with where I was at. Yeah. Um, Do you think you would have stayed with the same people, possibly? No. No. Yeah. Um, 
That's a whole entire that, different conversation. But that writing weird. that writing was written on the wall before that, mm -hmm. and it was just the straw that broke the camel's back, if you will, yeah. um, for me. And we just needed to head in a different direction. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a very easy decision because mm -hmm. I had become very comfortable and had made a lot of really good friendships that I knew were going to be gone yeah. after that. And we just decided to do our own thing. Mm -hmm. And I, <clears throat> to say it was scary is probably the lightest way to put that. Mm -hmm. um, I literally invested my life savings yeah. in starting over mm -hmm. in the hopes and dreams that it would pick back up with where we were at. Mm -hmm. I mean, I... How did Tammy feel about all that with Chipotle on board? Or? You know, my wife has always been pretty supportive mm -hmm. of all the decisions I make in the business side. Yeah. Um, she handles all the financials, but at the end of the day, mm -hmm. she, she supports me as... She keeps me realistic. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> but uh, when we decided to develop our own products, I don't think she knew how expensive it was really going to be. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> so yeah. she knew there was going to be some expense in building new inventory, mm -hmm. but I don't think she understood like how much expense was going to be in new building new yeah. inventory. Yeah. And um, me personally, I believe inventory is the number one killer of businesses. If mm -hmm. you can't ship out relatively quick and be like Amazon and build inventory, you're in a rough spot really quick. Mm -hmm. And the reason why a lot of people were buying from me and not from somebody else is because I could ship out the same day. 100% agree with that. You saved my butt, Ellen. <laughs> oh God, that was an awful day. I needed sandpaper so bad. And <laughs> there, I called them because I was frustrated because I haven't gotten an email yet saying it shipped. They're like, oh, it hadn't been processed yet. I was like, are you kidding me? I bought this three days ago. And I called in, I called you and I was like, hey, I need some, you know, can you hit me up or whatever? And I called Ellen and she's like, yeah, I'll get it shipped out. And I got it before it even came, the other, other same people came. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's like, awesome. Yes. I love my sister to death. And yeah. Katie is a nice addition to the office too mm -hmm. now. <clears throat> Keenan's wife. Yeah. Um, between the two of them, they get stuff out super quick. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it makes me feel good knowing that not a lot of polishers keep big inventory. Mm -hmm. So guys will order stuff on a Friday and they hope they have it by Tuesday so they can do a job on a Wednesday, yeah. you know? And we try to accommodate that as best we can. It mm -hmm. doesn't always work because sometimes a package gets lost in the USPS or UPS. Yeah. And sometimes and hopefully, it gets hopefully in October it doesn't change because they said, you know, shipping's gonna change in October for USPS. I know they are. Yeah, so hopefully um, I'm dreading it. Yeah. but. This, these last two years have been miserable anyways. Mm -hmm. So if it stays like it is now, be <laughs> we'll be just fine. Yeah. So, um, but where do I want to be? I, I want to keep growing. We're expanding a building that we have right now. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be moving Ellen and Katie next door. Because yeah. right now we have about three quarters of a million, maybe a million in inventory. Mm -hmm. It's got to be getting close to a million in inventory. Um, I'd like to build that close to two to three million in inventory mm -hmm. so that we can expand um, our sales and sometimes stuff does go out of order for a little while. Yeah, yeah. We had buffs this year, the steel clinch rings in the center, mm -hmm. the company that makes our buffs for us. Um, clinch rings went obsolete mm -hmm. for almost a month 
and we ran out of orange, we ran out of yellow, we were running out of buffs to use in the yeah. shop, and that I don't ever let that happen. Yeah. So we were we were in rough shape real quick. Yeah. Um, but we we got it back on on track, and mm -hmm. as soon as we got back on track, I ordered an extra hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of buffs, mm -hmm. and now we're full stocked again. Yeah. So if it does slack up again, we're, <laughs> we're stocked. Yeah. Um, but the time to shine side, I think the products are pretty well set where I want to be. We want to mm -hmm. keep expanding the t-shirt line and the apparel stuff. Yeah. Um, but um, detailing products and stuff, I think we're pretty well set where we want to be. Good. Maybe see a couple new products over the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not in any rush to get anything else out. Yeah. I want to make sure the product's good mm -hmm. before we release it. I've, I've seen a lot of companies over the years just push a product out for the sake of getting a product out mm -hmm. and it wasn't always great yeah. um, and I'd like to make sure ours are great before we let them out mm -hmm. um, but on the Evans detailing and polishing side um, Keenan's been moving up the ranks and kind of filling my position and kind of allowing me to move into more of a CEO position mm -hmm. and being able to polish part-time and be yeah. in the office part-time doing marketing and um, keeping our YouTube channel alive mm -hmm. and um, I want to keep expanding that. I want to I want to keep growing this side. I want eventually for Keenan to take over my position and take over scheduling and um, move into the more shop manager role and not to have him running a grinder as much. I want mm -hmm. him to be Jack guy. Yeah, <laughs> the tall boy, Jack guy, water boy, whatever you want, keeping everybody hydrated. I don't care, whatever, but. Um, scheduling people and helping do marketing and helping do an outside sales. I'd mm -hmm. like him to, he's very good at sales. I'd like to get him into the sales side so it can take some of the slack off of me. Mm -hmm. um, I don't ever foresee myself giving it up completely. Yeah. Um, I truly enjoy the polishing. Yeah. So I'll, I'll continue doing that as long as my body will let me. Mm -hmm. um, but I'd like to get my kids involved somehow, yeah. some way. Um, How's your international shipping? Is that working out pretty good? You know, we've got a few distributors international. Mm -hmm. um, Australia, New Zealand, um, one in the Caribbean, um, two in Europe, and I think three or four in Canada. And it's been working out pretty good. Yeah. International shipping's a struggle. My mm -hmm. sister, she doesn't handle that stuff very often, so yeah. she's still trying to get used to dealing with all the proper paperwork and getting it over there, that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. So it's a learning curve for us, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. We don't want necessarily want a huge distribution channel. Mm -hmm. um, I don't need to be in every truck stop. Yeah. I mean, it'd be okay if we were, mm -hmm. but I don't need to be. Right. Um, I'm perfectly fine understanding that we're a high-end niche product. Mm -hmm. We're not selling i mean i can't anybody can use our products but we're not targeting everybody yeah. like we're targeting the show truck market and the regular work truck market mm -hmm. um semis is where i live yeah. i i'm targeting that market because it's where i live mm -hmm. um i don't need to branch off into utvs and if those guys learn that our products do work in that mm -hmm. awesome i doubt i'm going to be sitting at a utv show anytime soon yeah, yeah. promoting product mm -hmm. um 
our, our products work very well in the car scene and the lifted truck scene. I'll probably go to some lifted truck shows just because I have a truck. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm not going just for marketing. Right. I, I don't. I don't want to get so huge that we can't contain it either. Mm-hmm. But we all want to get bigger. Yeah. I don't. I wouldn't mind hiring in a few more guys to help out. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where I. That's where I want to be. Yeah. I'd like to retire at 50. Retirement for me <laughs> doesn't mean retirement for most people. Right. Retirement for me is much like yourself. Mm-hmm. Like. I'll still polish sometimes. Yeah. I just won't polish as hard as I do. Right. Yeah. I'll still work in the office. Mm-hmm. I just won't be in the office as much as I am. Yeah. Like I'd like to, as my kids start graduating, I want to be able to go to some of their college functions and mm-hmm. sure. be present for their weddings and not have to be answering phone calls the whole time I'm there, yeah. you know? Yeah. And Definitely. that's, that's my goal. Mm-hmm. 50. 11 more years. Sure. Yeah. I'd probably be 55. <laughs> <laughs> Try to hold myself accountable at 50. Uh-huh. Good. Good. That's the plan. Mm-hmm. I guess my last question. What got you into the Louis Vuitton area? Uh, That's what I want to ask. My, my wife's been texting me. He's like, are you kidding me? He's got Louis Vuitton seatbelts. And he's, I sent her a picture of the, uh, some stuff you showed me in your truck. And... Uh, yeah. So for me, it was one of those things that like, I grew up with nothing. Mm-hmm. And Louis Vuitton's one of those really expensive items that like, I've always had a taste for really nice things. Mm-hmm. And I always saw Louis Vuitton stuff was really nice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I could never afford any of it. Yeah. Now that I've busted my ass mm-hmm. and gotten where I've gotten, yeah. Like once in a while I splurge for myself and that's mm-hmm. my treat to myself mm-hmm. when I'm when I meet one of my big goals. Yeah. That's my treat to myself is do something nice for myself because I don't celebrate my wins very often. Mm-hmm. So once in a while I'll buy myself something nice. Mm-hmm. And it's like I don't know, Louis Vuitton was always my go to. Yeah. Why? I have no idea. because mm-hmm. um, I mean Gucci's nice too. Yeah. It's not my taste. Mm-hmm. Louis Vuitton was more my taste, I guess. Oh, I don't sure. know. Yeah. Oh, their white stuff just looked super clean to <laughs> me. <laughs> and I, I'm a big fan of white stuff, mm-hmm. so That's it right. worked out well for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I guess I don't really have a real rhyme or reason for why Louis Vuitton, but. Mm-hmm. Spoil yourself. Yeah. 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 I'm busting my butt. I want to kind of give myself something. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 that. So my collection's getting bigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every time we stop and my wife sees the actual prices, she's like, no more. That's it. <laughs> oh, so I don't know how much longer the collection will keep growing, but mm-hmm. as much as I can hide, I suppose. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hopefully she doesn't listen to these to the end. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully she listens the first 10 minutes of the podcast and she's like, yeah, never mind. Yeah. I'll listen to the end of this. Mm-hmm. Everything secretive at the end. Cool. Well, I appreciate you taking the time and coming up and hanging yeah. out with us for the truck show. Yeah, I appreciate you, your hospitality and everything coming up here. Friday's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward for you to see yeah, what 300 trucks in one spot looks like. And this will be my 
legit first trek ship. So, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're going to spend it with us. Yeah, me too. I am. That'll be uh. That'd be pretty neat. We get to pop your truck show cherry. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, Wapon, Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, middle of nowhere. Yeah. Middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Nothing but corn. That'd be a good time. Yeah. yeah. Corn and beans. Mm -hmm. Soybeans. Lots of soybeans. Chicken up houses and skyscrapers where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Well, cool. I appreciate you stopping out and mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to editing this. This one's been fun. Yeah. So, for sure. A little bit different mm -hmm. lifestyle for sure. Yeah, it is. Firefighter that mm -hmm. wants to polish for fun. Yep, I can say I'm the first one on the show for that. It's <laughs> <laughs> a true story. Awesome. Uh, Thanks again. No problem. Appreciate cool. it. See you on the next one. That's right.